Welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. I'm Katie. I'm Alan. And we're still married. Today we are addressing the elephant in the room, which That's is... no way to refer to your son. Which is this, our son who is getting the priesthood. So we wanted to talk a little bit about that today because I think a lot of you are dealing with milestones right now, or you have in the last couple weeks. So we thought this would be helpful. So Alan, why don't you take us back a little bit and talk about what all of this means. Yeah. So when, you know, Hayden and I have had a few conversations about this and Katie, you were involved with a few of those as well. And right now I'm kind of in a place where I have two main goals with these milestones Baptism, priesthood, advancement. Um, we don't have a young woman, but we would be talking about young women's advancement if that was the case. And really what we've come down to are these two, these two objectives that I have are one, to support my son in what he uh, wants to do. And two, to not be made um, the villain. I don't want to be made the villain. Uh, that's something that I'm very concerned about. So just as in a mixed faith marriage, communication is extremely important and being open and honest and vulnerable is the best way to uh, move forward and, and understand each other. It's the same within a mixed faith family. So talking to my son about all of my fears about uh, the priesthood itself and what it means, what what I'm worried about, That's that was very important for me to be able to sit down and talk with him. And the funny thing is, and this is important to remember, I think for everybody out there is having those conversations has I almost said quenched. That's not quite the, the word I'm looking for has squelched uh, some of my worries, having this open conversation with him. I think it works better at this age than it would in five, six years from now, perhaps, but in general, this open vulnerability is really important uh, and he sees now better where I'm coming from. But rather than me report back what that conversation was like, how about you just listen to it? I talked with Hayden um, last week and asked him, is it okay if I record this conversation that we have about the priesthood? And he said, sure. And in the conversation, you're going to see that I talked to him about what the priesthood is. I talked to him about who he wants to give him the priesthood. Um and I talked to him about what my concerns are. So go ahead and listen to that. It's less than 10 minutes, and we'll see you on the flip side. So I want to record it and make sure that mom hears it. Mm-hmm. I won't put it on the podcast unless that's something you, you're comfortable with. But mom, mom told me about your guys' conversation last night. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I have the same conversation. Yeah. So it started with you telling her what? Didn't you come up to her? This is what she said, at least. You came up to her and said, why can't dad give me the priesthood? Well, at least that like... question was asked at some point. Mm-hmm. What What do you think, or what did she respond? She said that you didn't, like, want to. That I didn't want to? Yeah, or, like, you just felt like you couldn't or something. Okay. Because you don't even believe it. Right. Yeah, it's hard to give something to someone you don't believe in, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What I, I want to make sure that it's clear what I do and don't believe. First, let's rewind a little bit. What do you understand the priesthood to be? 
What is what does the priesthood enable you to do in the church? Are there things that you get to do that you don't get to do if you do not have the priesthood? I don't really know. Well, think about it. Like, isn't like baptizing one? Yeah. You cannot baptize someone if you do not have the priesthood. You can pass the sacrament? Pass the sacrament. Can you give people blessings? Give people blessings. Priesthood blessings, specifically. Yeah. Okay. That's good. See? You thought about it for two seconds, and you thought of three things. That's absolutely right. Someone that does not have the priesthood can't do those three things. Right. Do you have an interest in doing those three things? I'm going to pass sacrament. You want to pass sacrament? You haven't really thought about baptizing or blessing people yet? Mm. So if you want to pass the sacrament, receiving the priesthood is something that you'll need to do. Right? <laughs> something that I think is cool is those three things. Of those three things, blessing someone, passing the sacrament, baptizing someone, how many of those things are for you? How many of those things benefit the person doing them? Maybe that's a little bit of a wordy question. Uh, instead of asking the question, I'll just I'll say it. The priesthood gives you opportunities to serve people that you wouldn't have if you didn't have it. Mm-hmm. You can't help people that really want to take the sacrament take the sacrament if you don't have the priesthood because you can't pass it. You can't prepare it. You can't um, bless it if you don't have the priesthood. So having the priesthood allows you, gives you an opportunity to serve people. I have always liked that about the priesthood, and even though I don't believe in the power of the priesthood anymore, I still think that that is a great aspect of holding the priesthood as an office, if that makes sense. So when you when you get the priesthood, what office do you hold? It starts with a D. not a teacher or a priest it's a deacon deacon. so you'll be the and you'll be ordained you call it to the office of a deacon then you'll have the opportunity to bless the sacrament and or excuse me pass the sacrament and you want to do that so i want you to know that i fully support you receiving the the priesthood that you want to and that is absolutely your choice to, to do it. Um, do you do you mind if I'm very honest about some concerns I have? Sure. I I'm a little worried. Um, really, the only thing that I'm a little worried about is some of the ways that people in my position can be talked about at church. And you expressed that to us last week here in this room. Um, there are good reasons uh, for why I believe what I believe now. And it's hard for me to hear things like, if you don't honor your priesthood, you, will be like happy or you, you can't be happy if you don't honor your priesthood. Or if you're led astray the power of the priest is taken from you and the spirit won't be with you. Or um, if you don't, if you um, do something to make you unworthy of the priesthood, God's punishing you. It's tricky. It's not black or white, right? Because 
Like, what's one of the commandments? Thou shalt not kill. Of course you're going to be unhappy if you kill someone. First of all, they're dead. That's not cool. Second, you're going to jail. There's real bad consequences for breaking a lot of the commandments. There are really good reasons why I don't believe God commanded us to do certain things. And you can probably think of a few of those things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you have any examples of what that might be? Mm, you... You can say it. You drink? Oh, you drink coffee a couple times. Yeah, I have had alcohol, and I drink coffee almost, not almost every day, but what I drink coffee, coffee often. I don't think it is. I don't think God ever asked us not to. Mm -hmm. But guess what? A lot of people do. And in the church, that's one of the teachings, is that as part of the Word of Wisdom, God told us we shouldn't drink coffee or alcohol or smoke. Um, I've never smoked, by the way. Yeah. So, but there are consequences to everything, even if it's not a commandment, right? There's consequences to not doing your homework. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's no commandment that to do your homework. So I'm more worried about doing what everything that I can to be a good selfless person than I am about what this church or any church tells me God wants me to do. And there's a lot of overlap there. There's a lot of overlap there. You, you can go to church and hear a lot about doing service with people and treating people kindly. And, you know, you learn about Christ and how he helped people that were outcasts of society. Like, that's all awesome. That's great. There's big overlaps there. I don't disagree with everything the church teaches. I don't. What I'm, what I'm, what I have a hard time with is when messages about people like me and my or people that are in my position are shared that puts us down it makes me concerned that you will think that someday about me yeah. and right now you're 11 I know you don't think I'm perfect but I remember being 11 and your dad is like king of the castle and you're not going to always feel that way. And I'm not saying you feel that way now. <laughs> but I, I really do worry about you eventually or at some point feeling like because I don't believe in the priesthood, that someone that does believe in it is better. That would break my heart if that happened. And I won't. And I mean, dude, I will... I will support you to the end of the earth in whatever you want to do. So at no point have I said to mom or the bishop or anybody, Hayden will absolutely not get the priesthood. That's not my, that's not fair for me to do. Just like it's not fair if you didn't want to receive the priesthood for whatever reason, it's not fair to mom. It's not fair for mom to say, no, you have to. That's not our decision. It's yours for whatever your reasons are. Okay. Now, more theologically, which is a big word, theologically means the kind of the religious aspect of it. The priesthood, it's taught that the priesthood is literally the power that it's God's power. And God gives man and exclusively men the power or the responsibility to act in his name and to invoke the priesthood. So the Melchizedek priesthood 
you get when you're older. That is literally the power that, this is how I was taught. This, that's literally the power that Christ used to create the earth and to create the universe. Now, you kind of gave me a look. Look, here's the deal. I don't care if you believe it. You can believe it or not believe it. Totally fine. Either way. Okay. I'm just teaching you what the church teaches about it. I'm more concerned about how you use whatever situation you find yourself in to help people. And if you're going to be at church and you want to help people, going through the offices of the priesthood is going to give you more opportunities to do that. And UC Jackson has decided he does not want to pass a priesthood. We're not mad at him about that. Like, that's totally up to him. So you can do it now, and in a year, if you don't want to, great. In a year, you want to get there half an hour early so you can get the assignment that you like to do, great. We'll support you with it. So the Aaronic priesthood um, is, quote, the lesser priesthood. And that's, you can baptize with that priesthood. You can, if, you're, if you hold those offices, you can do everything sacrament related. Um, you can go to the temple and do baptisms for the dead with the Aaronic priesthood. Mom has expressed that she would love to go to the temple with you to do that. The temple is another thing that is no longer a part of my life. I used to go there all the time. Haven't been there in two years, and I would be surprised if I ever went back. Um, this conversation really isn't about why I feel these that way, about the temple, about the priesthood. I am absolutely happy to answer any questions at any time about all of that. But Mom and I talked last night, and we just wanted to make sure that we are as open about how we feel as possible. There's no competition between me and mom. We are not, there's no scoreboard on, oh, Hayden got the priesthood. That's a point for mom. <laughs> None at all. We both get a point when we support you do what you want to do. That's our entire purpose for, for parenting. We'll correct you and we'll take a point off of your board if you do things you shouldn't do and you treat people the way you shouldn't. We don't have to do that very often with you because you're a really good kid. And we we really love you a lot. I'm not going to cry or anything. Some other time maybe. But. Do you have any questions right now? No. Yeah. So everything that I've said, who do you want to receive the priesthood? I don't know. Maybe. It's not a trick question. Like you, Last night you said you did. Before this conversation, you did. What has changed in this conversation? It's, like, changed because now, like, no. Because why? Because I understand. What do you understand? No, like, you don't believe it, so you wouldn't want to, like, give it to me. Right. So, here's the deal. This is how much I love you. If you told me, Dad, I, I do want to receive the priest, but I want you to give it to me. I would, I would go to the bishop and talk to him about it. I would. I would go and talk to him and say, we've got a situation here. Because Hayden wants a priesthood, but he wants me to give it to him. I don't believe in it, but I want to do it because he wants it. 
then it's a different situation because now we've it's really we got to talk to the bishop and the bishop has to make a decision mm-hmm. so i don't want what i believe about the priesthood to stop you from getting it if you want to get it the fact that i don't believe sh- really shouldn't even it shouldn't influence whether you believe it or not i don't care if you believe it you can believe it and get it or not believe it and get it if you're just like i just want to pass the sacrament man i don't know about this whole creating the world stuff i just want to pass the sacrament i'm fine i'll go talk to the bishop about it yeah i kind of want you to give it to me okay so if i can do it you would prefer i did it what 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 do you want to do if I talk to the bishop and he just laughs? He would not do that. We have an awesome bishop, but if he says can't do it, what would you want to do? Anyone with the Melchizedek priesthood can give you the Aaronic priesthood. So I think Mom gave you some examples of that yesterday. The bishop could do it. Mm-hmm. Grandpa could do it. Whoever, and we can have it be as private or public. In a, in a situation spot as you want. With Jackson, we were in Georgia. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Jason did it. Jason did it. Grandpa flew out and, did, and was there. But this is up to you, right? If you want it to be me, you, mom, and the bishop. Or me, you, mom, I think someone from the bishopric has to be there. If you want it to be small, you can be small. We can call all your cousins and invite them if you want to. It's totally in your control. All right. So what would you, what would you like me to do? Talk to the <clears throat> bishop. Okay. And then if he doesn't, if she says no, then I'll just like think of somebody else to do it. Okay. Okay. I'm happy to do that. Think about your backup plan just in case. Um, and so you know, if I understand if the bishop says no to me, he knows what I. Don't believe. So I would understand if he says that's just not appropriate. I get it. If, if that ends up happening. So I don't know if it will, but there you go. Any other questions? No. You're a man of few words, Hayden. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. It's, Wait, Dad. Yeah, yeah. You can, like, Delete this out, right? Yeah, I can delete anything. All right. I won't put anything out. If you yeah. put it on the podcast, yes. Then tonight <laughs> we go to rec center. <laughs> when we originally went to Hayden and said, "Hey, who do you want to give you the priesthood?" Hayden immediately said, "Well, I want Dad to do it," and. Alan sort of laughed. I don't know what you did. Kind of I smiled, yeah. Smiled and said, and Alan said, I, well, buddy, I, I, I can't do it. I don't do think it. I can do that. And then... And we asked him why not. And he said, well, because you don't believe. And I said, exactly. I don't believe it anymore. Right. And then he said, I want mom to do it. Well, she can't either, Hayden. And he said, why? And I said, well, because I'm, I'm a girl and the priesthood is for boys. And he immediately, without missing a beat, said, well, that's sexist. <laughs> and yeah. and so I think that that 
told us right there that he was mature enough to have this discussion because he really is mature for his age and he he knows what's going on. And how did you feel after you had this discussion with him, after you had the talk with him? Um, I felt good about it. I think that uh, you'll hear in a in a uh, soon-to-come episode that kind of savoring the moment and living in the now helps even in difficult moments. And we're going to talk about that uh, soon. There's a little teaser. But and I think that has helped. But um, I did not go into that conversation expecting to agree with Hayden or tell him that I would go and ask the bishop if I could give him the priesthood. I did not see that coming out of my mouth, but it did. And that was kind of fun for me to see how much I can disagree, but also just support him in what he wants to do. I don't see Hayden um, thinking of the priesthood as anything other than this is what you do when you're 12 and I want to pass a sacrament. And that's for, I mean, for me, that's great because I don't feel as concerned now as I did before talking to him that he's going to feel like I'm less than because I don't believe in it or because uh, I don't think those messages are going to sink in if he ever hears them, which I think he likely will. Some of the led astray messages that we sometimes hear at church. Right. So having the conversation definitely helps. And I've had a conversation with him about why I like the priesthood, why I appreciate the priesthood, what it's done for me. And so I feel like he at least gets a fairly balanced view of this is what I think. I think it's great that you can serve. You can serve the pass the sacrament, which is really why he wants to do it. Right. But it gives him opportunities to do things that he wouldn't normally be able to do. Anyway, so... That makes our I, pew a little more um, cozy for, for half, half of the meeting half if we're meeting. there. That's right. Okay, so Alan, you sat down with the bishop and you asked him... If yep. you could do this, so didn't, didn't record that one. No, but. <laughs> but why don't you why don't you talk a little bit about that and what happened? Yeah, so I, I went and sat down with the bishop just a couple of days after I talked uh, to Hayden, and with the bishop, I I just told him I said, look, I was talking to Hayden. He he wants me to do it. I, you know where I'm at. I don't believe uh, in this, but I do believe in my son. I do support him. And if you would be okay with me doing it, I would, this, that's what the ask is. I, it's not my, I know some people may be listening thinking like, this is your family. I'm, I'm not trying to mimic the voice. I'm just doing a different voice. This is my family and I don't have to ask permission from anybody. And like, I, I think I've said it before. I feel like a spectator in many ways. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, this is their playground. If I'm going to go and participate in their playground, their rituals, um, I have to play by their rules. So I don't feel like it's me giving up authority or power by asking for permission to give my son the priesthood. Well, if anything, I feel like you, it's a big deal that you love your son enough just to like say, I'm going to ask. And also you don't want to be the bad guy. So that's, I think that that's helpful for him to understand that you tried, right? Um, that that was a big part of that rule. That uh, objective number two for me is I'm not going to be the one to look at my son and say no. Uh, if the church or the bishop 
is the one that has to say that. That's completely up to them, but I'm not going to be made to be the villain. So that was part of my message to the bishop as well. Um, I, I told him not conflicting things, but two very important points. One was I completely understand and I'm not going to pitch a fit if they come back and say no. I think it's weird that an agnostic slash atheist person it wants to give the priesthood to somebody. I totally get it. Um, however, Hayden and, and our older son Jackson have already expressed some um, displeasure with some of the rigidity of the rules and teachings in the church. Very, very brief. They haven't been... Super minor. Uh, very minor, but they've, they're noticing a few things that, that kind of bother them. So I, I told the bishop, um, if the answer is no, I would not be surprised if this is another uh, kind of chip on, on Hayden's shoulder of something that he doesn't see why the church is pitting him versus his father uh, or isn't allowing his dad to do something that he really wants him to do. Uh, so that's that was the conversation with the bishop. Very level-headed. No one was yelling. No one was arguing. He's a great guy. Yeah, he is. And so what that, was, that was that was Tuesday. And then today mm-hmm. we went to church, and the bishop was standing uh, right at the door, and he kind of leans into me as we shake hands, and we did kind of like a multi-level like personal handshake that you see baseball players do after home runs. <laughs> and uh, sorry for those non-American. Um, People that may not know what I'm talking about, but well, if Gina Colvin's listening, I apologize. So um, he kind of leans in and says, uh, "I did, I spoke with the stake president, and the answer is no. So it's time to think of you know the alternative plan." And I didn't really have a reaction personally. I just went okay, and then I thought, I mean this this is fine. This is just. This is what, uh, this is something that Hayden's not going to like. And so I went down and sat in the pew and just leaned over to Hayden right before the meeting started. And I said, Hey, um, the bishop and stake president have said no. So you need to think, you need to think of uh, who you'd like to ask. And his response, he kind of, his mouth dropped and not in like a dramatic way. He's an 11 year old, so he was just kind of being funny. But, and then he, his only thing that he said back to me was, well, now I'm just going to give a bishop, the bishop a death stare. And he squints his <laughs> eyes and just stares at the bishop up on the stand for the next 30 seconds. And it was really funny and really cute. And honestly, right now, Hayden isn't, I mean, at least to us, we've already talked to him after church right before we hit record here. He's not hes not plotting revenge or, or feeling like he's been slighted or anything like that. And also during church today, they talked about... The men, the young men who were advancing, like priesthood. And I don't know. I had very mixed feelings about it. Hayden's name was not called. All of his friends' names were. And so I leaned over to Hayden and I said, are you okay that they didn't call your name? And he goes, I don't I don't care. So <laughs> He's kind of a go-with-the-flow kind of kid anyway. He totally is. Uh, they. This is a side note. It really bothered me that they didn't talk about the women, the young women who were advancing. But anyway, that's beside the point. But uh, then after church when we talked to him, I said, okay, Hayden, you, have you thought of someone else you would like to ask? Here's a list of people you can choose from. And he 
said, yeah, I want uncle so-and-so to do it. And I said, okay, is this something that you want to ask him? Like, do you want to ask him if he'll do it? I think it'd mean more if, if it came from you. And he was like, oh, okay. Uh, Alan's mom just got her mission call. Oh, that's right. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. She just got her mission call on Monday, and she is going to the Salt Lake City mission. So she'll be leaving Georgia. Church History and Family History Center. (laughs) Yep, Church History and Family History Center, which is, she's so excited. She's so excited. Oh, we're we're so excited. So she lives in Georgia, and she's coming here. We're so excited to have her for a year. It's going to be great. Yeah, we haven't lived next to her ever, and so... I'm just like over the moon that my kids are going to be able to have more time with grandma, but they're coming next month. And so, uh, the Bishop just said, let me know what you want to do. And so I let him know. I said, look, my mother-in-law is coming into town and, uh, he's chosen his uncle to do the priesthood. Could we just do it together? Like in, in an office, in your Bishop's office, you know, just, just us. I think they are doing uh, ordinations next week for the people there in um, in church, like for the other right. young men. And I just, I mean, I think it's because of our situation, but I am just so much more sensitive to having anyone be singled out that's different. And so I don't want him to sit through ordination after ordination with people him seeing these dads come up to do the ordination. I just feel like as much as I can try and shelter, is that the right word? As much as I can try and and just make things as smooth as possible, I would like to. It's Hayden's birthday anyway this weekend. We're going to be out of town. So that's not, we weren't even going to be around anyway. But I just feel like it's such a private thing. And I don't, I don't want it to be a spectacle. I want it to be... Just the few people that we invite that are special to us for him, for Hayden, and not do it in front of everybody. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? I mean, I get it. I understand why um, from from kind of the post-Mormon spouse or parent perspective, it wasn't a driving force, but part of the benefit for me and part of... I don't know if you want to, I'm, t- I'm thinking very business-like terms. So part of the strategy for me, the game part of this for me is I, d- I do want him to see um, when I go and ask the bishop, I do want him to see that I'm trying Absolutely. and that the reason why I won't, yeah. the reason why I can't is because they won't let me. Yeah, I totally I, agree. I want him to learn. Uh, he does not think that that's cool. And I want him to learn that now. That there are things that happen in the church that he may not agree with. And that's okay. And he can disagree with those things. And he can still support me as his father while still being there. I don't care. And I've told him, I think it's in the audio. We didn't listen to the audio of me and him that we posted here. But I think I told him, I don't care what you believe. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you believe. I care what you do with your beliefs. You can believe whatever you want. So, I mean, it, it certainly is important for me that he doesn't, uh, he doesn't reject me. And if he can see the church for, I don't even know exactly how to finish that, but there's, there's, 
there's part of me that says like, hey, he has a few opportunities to to see some things that maybe aren't the way I wish the church ran. If he can see those things now, I feel like that helps our relationship in the long term. For sure. So after going through this experience where we've been very open and honest with him, we've had the discussions, we made the plan, you talk, you went to the effort to talk to the bishop, and he talked to the stake president, and the answer is still no. Going through this process, do you are you confident that Hayden and your relationship is not at jeopardy because of this? No, it's not right now. I mean... Um... Our relationship stronger because of the way that we handled it, the way that we talked about it. Um, the only, yeah, I, I don't feel like our relationship is at jeopardy because of it. That it, it's not resolved. I still don't love some of the things that he'll be hearing in young men's. Um, I still don't love uh, some of the messages that we hear, even in sacrament meeting. So, uh, but up to this point, no, I don't feel like anything's threatened. No, I don't think it's a jeopardy either. And I feel like this is a really big, hard, scary topic to talk about and to face. But I feel like you did a really great job being very open with him. And I think that that's just the name of the game for us is we just are going to be continually open with the kids so they know exactly where we're at, how we're feeling. In fact, the other day, I asked Hayden to come in so I could talk to him. He's like... Oh no, here we go. You're just going to talk to me and then you're going to talk to dad and then you two will talk together and then you're going to want to talk to me again. (laughs) (laughs) He's figured out the equation. You know, he knows what the method is, uh, how we do things right now. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that we'll give you an update when it actually does happen when it comes down to it. I think we feel good where we're at now and we're just going to continue with that. When it comes to these milestones, um, everyone's in a different different place. Two years ago, this would have gone very different. When my now 13-year-old, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, received the Aaronic Priesthood, um, I was not in a place where I even wanted to ask to give it. Um, I didn't want it to be done here, and I wanted to... There were a lot of circumstances where we ended up being in Georgia, and so we actually did it there and my brother did it and I stood in the circle and that was fine and there were no complaints. So things change. Uh, if you are in a place where you cannot even just emotionally handle this situation at all, the spouse that is still in the church and however you want to label yourself, don't be hard on, on the spouse that is having a hard time with it. I'm sure in that situation, you're both having a hard time with it. But every situation is different. And so that's just be careful. And if I can talk to the active believing spouse, because I guess that's what I am, I I would say just be patient. It doesn't it may feel like you have to make a decision all at once, but you really you really don't. If you need time to mull this over, if you and your spouse need time to think about it and to talk about it, there is absolutely no rush. And I mean, I can say that because I'm in a in a better place now. I get that when you're in the thick of it, it everything feels like you have to make a decision right away. But one of the best things that has come from this is I'm not in a hurry to make any big decisions. 
And so me putting it off until uh, for another month or for us to think about it, I told the bishop, you know, we're not going to interview Hayden right away because we still want to figure out the priesthood thing before we get to that step. It's okay. It's okay to take your time. And I hope that you have um, leaders that will be understanding to that and will not pressure you. We got very lucky and we have leaders that do not pressure us. But don't feel like you uh, have to explain yourself or you have to you you have to owe anyone an apology for this. Right. This is your family. That's your life. You just take as much time as you need. And I think that that's what we've done and it's worked for us. And I hope you can all feel like that's something that you can do. You can choose to make time and space how you see best. This has been the first of a few different milestone episodes that we'll do. We have a baptism coming up in April. That'll be another fun one to figure <laughs> out. But I think we're going to try to take a similar approach. Uh, thank you for, for tuning in to Marriage in a Tightrope. We, we did last week have a meetup in Arizona, which was <laughs> spectacular. It was so yeah. great. If you feel like you are in a place that... There, no one else is going through this, but the mounts and you, you're wrong. And getting together while it is draining and it is difficult to talk about these things sometimes, it is so therapeutic and so helpful. This was probably the biggest therapy session we ever had. Yeah, it lasted quite a while. And one of our listeners brought his little ukulele and sang a song. Yeah. Jason Mraz. I'm yours. I'm yours. Oh my gosh. When he no, said he, no, no, I won't give up. I won't, I won't get, give sorry, up. Sorry, I won't give up. Yeah, and he um he said he had a song to play and I kind of like thought, "Oh no, what kind of song is this going to be?" I got a little bit nervous, but then it was this Jason Mraz song and it was beautiful and yeah. tons of tears. It just was the words and the song were just so um I don't know. It was just perfect. It was perfect. It was great. And so it it felt so good. That Mesa meetup was great. And they have, if you were not able to be at the Mesa meetup and you really wanted to, I know that they've kind of formed a group that will meet. Yep. So thank you to those who are forming that group. And I know Danae, Danae was, was part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's one of our moderators in, in the Facebook group. But if you would like to host, please um, don't feel like we have to be there. We we can't be there. So be please there do it. You're welcome to use the Marriage in a Tightrope Facebook group to organize that and to kind of promote it. Because uh, we just we want to do what we can to help people be there. We are going to be in Dallas and Austin on the 12th and yeah. 13th for those meetups. There are groups already created there. Yeah, go in and, and sign up for the events. We don't have a lot of people in Austin who have reached out to say that they are coming. We would love to see any and all that can come. Trisha and Matt Harward have been generous enough to offer their home. Yep. So we will be meeting at their home in Austin on February 12th. And then on February 13th, we will be in the Dallas area. I think there was someone who messaged us and said that they would be able to host. If you are that person, please contact us. Or if you would like to host, please contact us. And please go on and go ahead and register for that event so we know how many people to plan on. We're excited to get down to Dallas to meet y'all. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Nicely done. It's the only time I can say it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll do anyway. All those stereotypes. Hopefully, Texas doesn't succeed from the union while we're there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what else do we know about Texas? Barbecue and... Uh, big hats. Big hats. And big and, hair. And the Alamo. And Magnolia Farms. Big hair. That's Utah. Well, that's Southern. Utah, that's Utah Southern. County. No. <laughs> gosh, I'm going to get myself in trouble. So, yeah. Sign up for those... And we would love to see you. We've talked about more meetups. We really want to do more meetups, you guys. Um, we're just trying to find the, the space and time in the calendar right. to do it. But it also takes um, money to get us out there. Um, and this is the, the fun, awkward part of it. But So we had, we had a, <laughs> a few different uh, people in the family that were going to watch our kids while we went out to Dallas, Austin. And to no fault of theirs, their schedules have changed, and now they can't help. So we found someone to watch them that is not a family member, which means cha-ching! So, um, look, if you would like to help support us and support um, our our goal of, of helping these couples find other couples, uh, we would really appreciate that with, with the donations. Um, <laughs> I'll be completely frank donations that we receive from here until the the Dallas trip are going to go towards our babysitting. So if you're if you're in a place where you can help support that and if this podcast has been helpful for you, we'd really appreciate that. You can Venmo us at Marriage on a Tightrope or you can donate via our webpage. Either way is just fine. Uh thank you very much for listening. Katie, any final words? Mm. Nope. All right, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> We're gonna see that it was better That we grew up together Tell me you don't wanna leave Cause if change is what you need You can change right next to me When you're high I'll take the lows You can ebb and I can flow We'll take it slow and grow as we go Grow as we go Grow as we go Grow as we go, grow as we go.